0: Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we have some special guests today from a podcast that I recently found out about. Uh, it's called Switchboard Infinity. We have Mike McEdigan, uh, Nicole Pasqueretta, and uh, Joe Krause. How are you guys doing? Good.
1: How are you doing? Wonderful. Very
0: good. Oh,
2: uh, you could hear the struggle in your voice with the names.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. such a nervous guy. Oh, man. <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm really just excited to be talking to you all. Uh, I just love your show. It's so interesting what you guys are doing. It's basically for the listener who's unaware. It their show is special in the sense that it's sort of like a radio drama where they're telling a sci-fi story with uh, like improv elements. I guess let's hear from uh, Mike about like like pitch us our audience your show.
1: All right. So Switchboard Infinity is kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like an anachronism from the old days of old-time radio. It's basically like an old-time radio show, but updated for, uh, for modern days. Uh, we do a lot of really tight audio editing and in sound effects and all kinds of stuff. Um, we use, um, improv, uh, improv in our storytelling as well, and kind of bounce beats around and, and, uh, and tell the story, um, through our characters. It's, uh, similar to, um, uh, there's a comedy, uh, troupe that some people are aware of from the sixties, late sixties called fire sign theater. It's very similar to that.
0: Okay. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Um, One thing that I was always curious about, um, seeing how our podcast is done remotely. Uh, we have a a co-host who lives on the West Coast and we're basically all over. Although the majority of us are in Pennsylvania. Regardless, I was curious, do any of, uh, your voice actors like tune in remotely or is this all like, does this have a central hub or location where you guys, uh, do the, the show?
1: Well, right now we are all in Metro Detroit.
0: Oh, okay. And, Interesting.
1: Uh, we all meet in uh, in downtown Detroit.
0: Oh, awesome! So, th- do you guys have, uh, I guess, theater background?
1: Um. Well, I have. Uh, I have about twenty years experience in um, in Metro Detroit theater. Uh, I've performed with the Second City, and I've taught with them before. Oh, that's uh, fantastic! I've worked with uh, with comedy theaters around town, a bunch of different places. I also do straight th- done straight theater. Um, Shakespeare, everything, basically, you name it. Um, uh, so you just dabble on it like on the weekends, right?
2: What'd you say? <laughs> you just dabble on the weekends, like, just oh, here yeah, and there? Yeah,
1: exactly. I just, you know, it's just like, yeah. It's, a, it's a little hobby, you know. I'm basically a homemaker that's bored. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. I have a primarily um, improv background, um, and then I auditioned for this show, and it's been a great experience learning and stuff like that, getting on side of things mostly improv for
4: me (laughs) uh i've got a pretty general media background i've done i've I've worked in film and i've recorded music i I used to be in an improv troupe but um i'm a a little more shy than being on stage all the time so i I make my appearances but uh I, i like bringing people together and uh bringing talents together that might not happen otherwise
2: yeah, Joe, you're one of the um main guys of Zelda and the Unibrowse who do the music for it and I just looking at all the stuff you guys done, you're just I the first only thing I could think of was like a creative octopus. You're just in like everything. Like <laughs> there's no one thing you could describe Zelda and the Unibrows as. Thanks, that's
4: good. That makes it really hard to market. It's terrible. But- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love the name behind that. Is there any little story? Uh, where did the, uh, the Unibrows come from?
4: I used to draw a comic strip, and there was a character in the comic strip called Big Fat Zelda. So it's. I don't care if people think it's the video game, but it's actually not the video game. Oh, that's even cooler, <laughs> actually. Nice. Big Fat Zelda. She ran Big Fat Zelda's <laughs> Respa. <Grease bar. Yeah. laughs>
2: you finally defeat Ganondorf, and you rescue Big Fat Zelda, and then you maybe just go back to Kikaruhu <laughs> Village and just. Oh, man. But I, that's one of the things I've noticed immediately with Switchboard Infinity was the audio quality. It is leaps and bounds better than most of the other podcasts I've heard. Hell, it's much better than ours.
0: Oh, without a doubt. it It, <laughs> it is it, it is extraordinarily impressive. And it's funny, coming from us, like, we have a secondary podcast where we do a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, and it's called Almost Better Than Dragons. And we try our best to, like, uh do some, like, post editing and like make it more like radio drama ourselves by adding sound effects and like all that kind of stuff. But when I listened to your show, it was just breathtaking how much effort goes into it and how like convincing it is. Like I can literally close my eyes or just sit there at work and program. And it sounds like I can really feel the story you guys are telling. It's phenomenal. Awesome.
4: That's, that's uh, due in large part to Clark Eagling and Jeff Jemison, uh, who are the two primary uh, sound designers on the show. And the reason they're not here is because they're doing sound design right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very <laughs> understandable.
4: Um, so, so, yeah, the, and, and uh, they put in really long hours just at home and then present magical things that they've concocted. So a lot of the stuff on the show that could have come out of a library some of it does come out of some libraries but a lot of it is original design
1: yeah like for example um, was it jeff that was uh, working on episode one and he needed these suction cup sounds for uh, one of the robots the Brendy bot yeah and so he actually had a plunger that he was recording pulling the plunger off of the floor and getting those sound effects uh from that he pulled he wound up accidentally pulling tiles off of his face uh, <laughs> sound effects uh, like Put like stuff inside of suitcases, like put microphones inside of suitcases, throw them suitcase down the stairs, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Like, they really work their butts off on like trying to spruce up these sound effects and get a lot of original stuff, you know?
0: Oh, definitely. I can tell the suitcases down the stairs must have been when uh, Malcolm and uh, Bryn fell down the stairs. That was intense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, that's so good. I, I love your show. It's so entertaining to listen to. I highly recommend our listeners check this out. But uh, let's talk about like the creative process behind this all. Like, who had the idea that yeah, I need these actors to meet and like? I guess I guess Mike, you're the one responsible for this story, um, and the writing behind it. Like, what what's your biggest sci-fi influence? Because this is obviously sci-fi oriented.
1: Well, I can't take uh, I can't take complete credit for the story. It really uh, a lot of the story elements have come together from um, from Joe and from Clark and Jeff and myself. Oh, okay, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of wrangling all of those elements together and kind of making sure that they're cohesive. But in addition to that, a lot of the actors bring their own elements in every week as well. Um, as far as like sci-fi influences and like what my favorite sci-fi stuff is i mean it's all over the map uh when i was younger i was uh, really really into old time radio and i got a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from that from things like x minus one or uh the uh the the God, there's just so many shows uh cbs radio mystery theater uh and then as far as like visual stuff like you know of course there's all of the uh all of the classic stuff like you know Star Wars and Star Trek and and stuff like that but beyond that um you know uh into like all kinds of weird and obscure things i love the anthology series like the twilight zone and and stuff like that it was always really fascinating for me oh totally even with
2: star wars i've noticed the blue milk has come up on multiple episodes even yeah. diet blue milk
0: yeah blue milk the, slushies
1: yeah Oh, yeah. You can get it. It's really good with half-warm potato juice. (laughs) As soon as
2: I heard that, I got the reference. But then later in the series, you talk about train ride, and a side effect of that is you produce milk. And I just got a horrible (laughs) visual image of Wizbit Industries having this weird milking factory of a bunch of train ride junkies,
1: and (laughs) that's where the blue milk comes from. Thank you. Maybe that'll make it into the uh, one of the following episodes. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> uh, uh, but so you asked about kind of the creative process and how the uh, how the individual episodes uh, get recorded.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, it's it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, all four of us came together the the four uh, the four of us meaning uh, me, Clark, Jeff, and Joe, and we all decided that uh, you know we really wanted to do this thing. Mainly, me and Joe came together in the beginning and said. You know, we've been trying to get some kind of project going for a while now and uh, finally decided on this and this just kind of clicked and it really took off on its own. And uh, we're both really excited about working on it, brought uh, Jeff and uh, and, um, Clark on board and uh, developed the overarching story, like where the entire series is going. And then after that, we decided to uh, hold auditions. And I knew a lot of people from the local comedy and theater scene. So I had a bunch of people come out and audition and we narrowed that down to some people. And uh, we're trying to make sure that we get everybody that we chose for, from the auditions into the uh, this season that we're doing. Uh, and so uh, what will happen on a basic day is uh, we have our actors show up at around noon and We decide on where this specific episode is going and we work out beats for each individual scene. And so each scene has like, you know, several things that happen in it. Those are the beats. And then we improvise off of those beats and connect all of them together to make sure that we have each individual scene. So we all know exactly what's about to happen. So like, you know, in the beginning, uh, we know that Bryn and Malcolm have to fall down the stairs and that Bryn is hurt really bad. And then, you know, we know all of the different steps that are going to happen in that, uh, in that scene. And so we improvise that for a little while till we like it. And then we get up in front of the microphones and record that being improvised maybe a couple more times. And that's pretty much it. And that's pretty much how every episode is done. It takes about uh, seven hours to record it on that Sunday that we record on wow and then after that we do the uh the post uh the post which takes most of the week up until the (laughs) release (laughs)
0: sure yeah that's totally understandable wow that that's such an effort on your behalf and i love that you guys go to these lengths to produce such a quality show that it just really puts it in perspective like because the end result uh per episode you're looking at maybe 15 25 minutes per episode but so much uh passion goes into it and that's yeah, just fantastic
1: definitely hundreds of hours of work <laughs> into every 15 minutes that you're listening to so. that that's
0: great
4: something i think is cool about that something that makes that justifiable to, to to do that amount of work in each thing is is that uh if we were doing uh video uh there's so much more that has to be done in terms of uh lighting effects and color correction and all of this other stuff that goes in there all the effort that goes into those things can go just into the sound design mm-hmm. so yes it's a lot of work but also not having to concern yourself with with the image uh allows more energy for that for that work I, I
2: feel.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's totally uh, reasonable
2: i would definitely agree with that because i had to do a video project while i was in college and I know I spent so long working on the video and getting the you know, shots right in the lighting. And I had to shoot on like an overcast day. So everything looked like garbage. So I was so concerned about the visuals that by the time I recorded, it was a little informative video, maybe three minutes. And I had to do a voiceover by myself. And I didn't even really think of the audio too much because I was so concerned about the video.
0: And when <laughs> I finished
2: the video, I'm at like maybe two decibels. Like I'm so quiet in the video and was, <laughs> I just had to turn it in. I was like, shit. <laughs> it's such a mess. But yeah, you can really spend hours upon hours of just in audio.
0: Oh, uh, seeing how you guys went into like you, you're turning this into a podcast, like you also air this on the radio, um, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Yeah. It's uh, on uh, WFMU uh out of New Jersey. It covers the uh the uh, New York area. Uh Joe's uh, Joe is friends with the uh, the person that broadcasts it.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah.
4: That that was one one of the driving forces behind uh, the show actually happening was was uh, EJ Statue on WFMU. Her show is Dance with Me, Stanley, and she says, "Make a thing," and I said, "Wow, someone's going to play us on the radio." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's great. I mean, I I was trying to figure out exactly where that is because I saw that they're based in New Jersey, playing in New York. You guys are from Detroit. Like, it's just all over the place. Yeah, yeah,
4: she's she's from the Detroit area, and she she moved out out uh, uh, that way some years ago. So so she's been in the New York area for a while. She works in Manhattan, and uh, we have just maintained our our
2: connection. Okay, oh, that's great. Do you guys think that? Um, I know now we have video screens everywhere. We got them on you know the devices. I watch you know however many people actually bought those things, but there seems to be screens everywhere more and visual elements playing into everything now but i know with podcasts are bigger than ever too and i'm wondering if you guys think that the audio drama the radio play like you guys are doing are making a comeback because we always listen to you know mainly just a bunch of jerks like us rambling on for hours like it's Mm -hmm. not super compelling but maybe an audio format of stories like you guys do for the moments when we can't look at something when we're driving or when we have to maintain eye contact with something else that we Mm -hmm. can also listen to a story now. And actually, you know, audiobooks are also huge too. Do you think this is like a new wave of radio plays, but for the internet? It's
1: it's kind of surprising to me uh, because having been a huge fan of the old-time radio as a kid, there was a time when I was a young kid that I obsessed over these tapes. I mean, there were stacks and stacks of tapes of All these shows, incredible, just tons and tons of shows that people have mostly never heard of. Um, And I used to just wish as a kid that I was born in an age where I could participate in these old radio programs that were being recorded. And, uh, you know, I had heard about how The Lone Ranger had been recorded out of Metro Detroit, and I used to really obsess over that and listen to that show all the time, and The Shadow, and uh, Orson Welles, and the Mercury Radio Theater, and all these things that I used to listen to all the time, and it really made me sad thinking, well, there's not really a market for that, (laughs) and that's not really going to be something that people do. But since this resurgence of the uh, podcast, it's Kind of been a game changer, and it has really opened the market up to an entirely different world and uh, there is such a huge demand for uh, podcast material where you know you have like you said we're listening to all these people on the on podcasts going on for hours i mean mark Marin's show goes on for several hours and uh, you know uh, all these different shows go on for uh, you know quite a long time, and I think that people will consume uh, a lot of this audio stuff when they're, when they're working or when they're driving or when they're doing other things or maybe going to bed at night or whatever. And I think that that is something that is kind of opening up now. I mean, it's really hard to say where it's going or how big it's going to get, but it surprised me at every turn how much people have been enjoying
0: this. Oh, without a doubt. I I listen to a shitload of podcasts myself, and it's funny. I I find something that's super attractive about your podcast is the fact that it's, like, easily manageable, like, bite-sized, like, 20-minute episodes. Like, I could, like, listen to, like, all that you guys have out within, like, an hour or two. So, like, that is pretty, like exciting whereas like for someone that comes to our show and knows nothing about us sees that we put out episodes all the time and they're at least like an hour long they're probably like afraid of that and it's like kind of daunting to be like oh do i even want to invest my time and effort into something like this but where if you release something shorter like that people are more likely to just give it a chance and i think especially with the quality audio you guys have i think as as long as they give you a chance they're going to be sold
1: Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I think that's great. great. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love, I'd love for people to be sold on.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it deserves the credit. You guys are destined to get. It's really an awesome uh, listen. But I do have a question for Nicole. Because sorry, I haven't had too many for you yet. Um, we don't uh,
1: really want Nicole to talk.
3: <laughs> <know>.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. I want
3: to cheer for them. Uh, but, know, like
1: we just wanted her to say something at the beginning and then I'll uh, just no, no.
4: <laughs>
0: but i guess my question for you would be what's been your uh most uh f- exciting like what's been your favorite part of this whole experience thus far
3: so my favorite part which i was going to say earlier was the writing process it's really great to see all of us who some of us know each other, some of us don't come into a room and yes, it is a long day, but it is enjoyable through and through. Like we're all making each other laugh like the entire time and how the story unfolds. Yes, the overarching story is developed by the four creators. But when we all come together, I, I think it's amazing how everything gels, like all of our ideas just flow and it all comes out and the little bits that happen organically are hilarious. And I still like bust out laughing, re-listening to an episode or thinking of a moment. So I'd have to say that's my favorite part.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I, I just, I would love to just even witness that. Uh, some, one of these days i'll have to try to fly out there <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could record a
1: six hour uh podcast of our hey. of our writing process
0: well, <laughs> oh that'd be cool but no it's funny we, we've we ourselves have like for our dungeons and dragons what was it brandon five or six hours for one day it was that was probably the longest we ever did it though
2: yeah our first session is like six of our episodes and we just cut them up and it's But that's, that's like what Doug was saying, like, even for something as small as that, where we put in little sound effects here and there, there's not too many, but it, I know it takes our editor, Matt, like, hours, and it takes him a ton of time, and I always feel so terrible, because it's, it's his project, but we wish there was a better way we could contribute.
0: Yeah, and it's something we all enjoy so much and that we wish we could provide like get to our listeners faster. It's like, yeah, our show, this show that you're on now is weekly and comes out every Monday. We but the uh Dungeons and Dragons podcast is like limited to being every 10 days because it does require even that much more work on the editing side.
1: Well, that is difficult because, you know, uh everybody's consuming so much media and everybody's creating so much media but we all still have to work bullshit jobs.
0: <laughs> I, 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 amen. I hear that.
2: <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, you could do my route and just quit every job you have after a uh, few
4: um, months.
0: Don't take, don't take.
4: <laughs> if I'll you, consider that.
0: I'll yeah, <laughs> do it's not great. listen to brand. No advice should be taken from him or any of us. Uh,
2: the first few episodes I was on, on this podcast involved the word unemployment in the title. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Good to show you. Um, <laughs> But with how much media we're consuming, I immediately thought of we already spoke about in our d and d podcast where Doug actually does a wonderful character voice for uh, us. Doug, you, give us a little sample. You don't
0: need to bring it up, <laughs> but
4: as, <laughs> as
0: soon as he did Wait, that, that
4: character voice or
0: <laughs> that- yeah it's it's really bad. you don't want to hear
2: it.
1: That's his regular
2: voice. He puts on a his character voice is the one you've heard so far. <laughs>
1: Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's my real voice.
1: That, yeah, his voice that he's been doing the entire time was a character voice, that's his regular voice?
4: Yes. Okay. So, okay. Wait uh, a minute,
2: guys! <laughs> get that guy
1: in a plane! Fly him up here immediately! That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> <He's
1: laughs> brilliant! <laughs> oh. Hot damn,
4: I
2: got the hottest new
0: actor in town! <laughs> <laughs> my dreams are coming true! <laughs>
2: but as soon as we heard that from Doug on the show, we immediately started ripping into him, saying he sounds like the merchant from Resident Evil 4.
0: And <laughs> I was wondering
2: <laughs> with you guys if you're coming up with character voices. If you ever get stuck somewhere, where like, ah, oh, this would be a great voice, and then someone's like, actually, that kind of sounds like this other character from another, you know, movie from
1: 37 years ago. It's like, ah, does it matter? Or is that voice like good enough? Sure. Where you're just like, well, that's that you run into all the time in comedy, uh, in writing comedy, because like, you know, besides this. Like uh, like Nicole and myself and and, and Joe, too, to uh, another extent, maybe. Like, we do a lot of other uh, other creative processes. And, uh, like, I, I there's a theater down the street from my house that I work at all the time. And I'm always involved in um, creating shows out there. And so it's like, you know, there's a lot of different processes that I've been involved with comedy-wise. And it's always something that happens. It mm-hmm. comes up so many times. Like, oh, I think that they already did that for this, or I think that this voice is, totally sounds like this, or uh, didn't they do a joke about uh, goose eggs in this show, or <laughs> didn't this show already have something about hot plates that you don't want to do that again? And it, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, what is it? Who is it? Uh, Plato or Herodotus or somebody back in, the, back in the old, old days said, there's nothing new under the sun. They were right then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was like what? That was, that was like 500 BC or something. I, I think. Yeah, I, th- I, I think
0: uh, he wrote in stone. Simpsons did it. Did it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did it. It's yeah. a South Park thing. It's Simpsons. It's Family Guy. It's all this stuff. Uh, I mean, it's 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 vaudeville. I mean, seriously, like everything that we've that we do, it's it's already been done like 50 times. So I think that I think freeing yourself from that worry about uh, putting too much pressure on. Oh, has this already been done? It makes it a little easier, you know, and I think that most if you think of it that way, it's like most things. Yes, they have been done. But again, you can run into things where it's like, oh, well, you know, this is pretty much exactly that. So we have have to pull back. We can't do, uh, you know, the guy named, uh, you know, uh, Bob Bob Simpson, who's a (laughs) young boy with spiky blonde hair. You know, Uh, that's that's going to be something that's way too close. Uh, You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, and I've heard, I'm
2: obsessed with voice actors in cartoons and stuff. Um, and I've heard many of them say a bad impression of someone else could be a new character. So if someone's doing a bad <laughs> impression, like a bad Humphrey Bogart could be your next new, like, you know, detective or something else in the yeah. show. Absolutely. Do you know that
4: Billy West is from Betray? Yes.
2: Billy West? He, is from huh. he was on the radio out there, wasn't he? It's not secular,
4: but there it is. It's interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now he does almost half the cast of Futurama.
4: Yeah, yeah, he does he does uh 84% of all cartoon voices. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, wow. That's amazing. He I love that at one point he was originally Stimpy and Ren and Stimpy and then he took over Ren as well and it's like, oh, he's just the whole show. That's just amazing. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that is work.
0: that's impressive. Um, well, I do have another question uh, regarding your show. Uh, so you mentioned that this is like the first of uh, potential multiple seasons. Uh, how long is this show going to run as like what you guys are doing now? I think currently we're at six episodes are out right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. We uh, we have we decided that uh, we're doing nine episodes for this season. And we recently decided that our story will not fit into one season. So we're going to do two seasons, uh, to fit encompass the entire story.
0: Oh, fantastic. Cause you broke my heart with nine.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. So it's still, it's still going to happen. And, uh, and this is, uh, the company's name is Erie Canal Theater. So we're looking to possibly do another story after that. Who knows? Or oh maybe yes. After, uh, you know, we're, we're just recently toying around with other ideas of what we might, uh, what we might be interested in doing. Uh, there's an old radio, uh, old radio show called uh, uh, Three Skeleton Key. That's like a, it's a very famous uh, old radio show that we might be doing a version of that at some point. Who knows?
4: As the uh, as the producer figurehead, I'm supposed to figure out how to make this sustainable. So so far, I figured out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I figured out how to get uh, either pizza or some other type of calories into every Sunday, so that people don't fall over while <laughs> they're working. And that's about as far as I've gotten. So it's <laughs> is, is to is to uh, become extremely commercial and sell out as much as possible. So that we can- yes, <laughs> the food's been wonderful. The food's, that's all we've yes. been right the food's great. the food's great. Yeah, he had sandwiches last week. Oh,
2: a yeah. Oh. Yeah. Totally <laughs> <sweet. laughs> nice, delightful. A nice way you could do that without it seeming forced is you could do product placement and that way anytime they're watching a beta ball game or something like brought to you by your local blue milk provider, like that way it's already in <laughs> a by commercial hardware. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, wait, is
4: Lowe's gonna pay us now that I mentioned that?
2: Or? Oh no. I hope not. We've said and used plenty of sound on this show and we haven't been sued yet, so I don't doubt I think that they would
1: be happy.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not on our show, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so that's exciting. So you guys, you ha- you're, it's up in the air for like potential future projects. That's cool. Are you, are you basically though, I would ask kind of sticking to a sci-fi setting or are you kind of open to like, who, who knows what kind of story you guys might end up telling per open. season?
3: You're,
1: you're toying with idea of like a, you know, fantasy or like something that's in the old West or, you know, I
0: don't oh, know. Even a murder mystery.
4: Yeah, I would go for I would go
0: for anything that's cool. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You have the cast and the people for it. I, I'm just really excited to see what you guys have in store for the future. It's, uh, so it's uh, it's right for me to say that 2016 is going to be a pretty big year for you guys. Right.
1: Ah, uh, Well, let's hope so.
3: Put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or you,
2: you can always add time travel to the plot like Doctor Who does and just fuck up all continuity. But then you have an excuse to go anywhere you want
1: yeah that is true uh, it, you know time travel might be something that we'd have to we, if we're going to do that focus on you know or who knows i mean there's just so many possibilities. I love writing stories i'm a I'm a huge fan of creating uh creating this stuff, so uh, we'll see where it goes, but hopefully. Uh, there could be some, like you know, something that could help us uh, sustain it money wise in the future.
0: Yeah, I, that was one thing I was going to ask. I, I mean, it's you guys are like basically in the infancy and you just started, but like, do you, has this opened any doors particularly just yet, or not really? Not yet. Yeah.
4: yeah we on podcasts. <laughs> Oh yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> podcast. If you guys know any podcasts that want to interview us, uh, let subscribe us oh. yeah. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: This is our starter. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad that we could uh, bring uh, your podcast to our listeners' attention. But um, I guess I, – oh, Well,
2: okay. I was going to ask real quick. Um, for all of you, especially Nicole, with the improv background, I knew a ton of um, – back in college, a ton of people in the improv group. And do you think it actually helps? I think it actually helps an actor better because in improv, you're going from scene to scene and you got to change a character on the whim as opposed to maybe a more dramatic actor where you're that character for, you know, five hours and you have to be very method. Improv you have to be on the fly and able to change quickly. Do you think it actually helps your background uh, better as opposed to you know doing comedy than drama?
3: Yeah, um definitely. Especially when we do have the beats written out but not a script. It's like all improvised what we say. <laughs> so it it's very good mm. to have those senses, especially when you know, we're recording, and someone says something that, like, oh, maybe you don't expect, but it becomes like a little, little, beautiful moment
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> because you
3: just react to it, and then it becomes bold.
4: What I've been observing <laughs> as, we, as we as we go on, is the early episodes were we we had, uh, I think, looser concepts because the the universe hadn't been established yet. So the earliest scenes. Uh, Actors were, were on accident almost establishing a lot that had to be stuck to later. So now mm-hmm. that's in our show Bible, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so when, we're doing, when we're doing our recent our recent episodes, the the beats are getting a lot more dense in there, but the actors are also getting better at, at, uh, at, at still feeling free enough to work within those uh, constraints. So I, I feel it's sounding more scripted than it did before, but there still isn't a literal script.
2: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a weird butterfly effect where one person can just say one word and it's like, congrats, you just created a whole planet and a whole ecosystem. We have to follow exactly. up on it. That's, yep. that's,
4: that's yep. where every one of those fake beverages came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, a fake sure, beverage <laughs> has to have
1: a uh, fake beverage manufacturing company and that mm-hmm. manufacturing mm-hmm. company has to have a bunch of employees and those employees have to have lives outside. So, you, you know, you're basically, we're job creators. is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah, but you're asked about the, uh, the improv background and, um, uh, you know, not many people are probably aware, uh, uh, but Detroit, uh, kind of has a huge improv scene, a huge comedy scene. Uh, we had one of the, uh, the second city, are you familiar with the second city? I have a book about them right next to me. Well, there you go. That's, uh, (laughs) the second city is, uh, came to Detroit back in the, uh, mid nineties and established their own theater right downtown And that's where a lot of us uh, discovered the Second City and became involved with that and uh, eventually got jobs and were employed uh, in that theater. And so a whole bunch of people met there and wound up spawning their own improv troops out of there. Uh, And then we wound up having uh, multiple theaters besides the Second City opening in Metro Detroit, uh, including uh, the Planet Ant Theater, which is down the street here in Hamtramck. Um, Are you familiar with Key and Peele with Keegan-Michael Key? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael Key was one of the people that started that improv theater uh, that I work at, uh, Planet Anne. Okay, That's right. The street. And um, there's also Go Comedy out in Ferndale here in Metro Detroit and, uh, and Comedy Sports. We have another one of their franchises. The Second City themselves has long since left, but our scene has continued to grow. And we generally find uh, sold out houses in a lot of our shows in Metro Detroit. And it's given us the opportunity to really experiment and play around in the playground of creating story and comedy and uh, create all kinds of original content. So we've been doing this for a really long time out here, and it's interesting now to actually put it out into the world through the through the podcast and get people to uh, enjoy it elsewhere.
0: Definitely, I'm so glad that you guys found that as a medium to be able to showcase what you guys are doing because it is just it's. I'm just so glad that you guys do what you do. It's such a great podcast. Um, I guess we are kind of getting close to the end of the episode, but I would like to give you guys the opportunity to do like plugs like so I guess maybe just personal Twitters if you are people on the Twitterverse or anything like that if you have side projects like perhaps Joe would like to plug uh, Zelda and the unibrowse so let's go around the table with what you guys would like to plug
1: Nicole let's First, start with you yeah. <laughs> First, we gotta plug
3: Switchboard Infinity we're on multiple <laughs> oh, platforms yeah, thanks. we are on Stitcher iTunes yeah. subscribe yeah. and heck we're at write a review <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, why not hell yeah out there, tell your friends. Um, we're on Facebook. Yeah. Uh what else?
1: SoundCloud? Yeah. We don't have I website. I think they wanted you to like plug
3: your oh. own yeah.
1: stuff
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's Was a switch
2: what's no, switchboard I mean, infinity. What is this? I never heard of this. <laughs> I like I like your enthusiasm.
1: That's why we hired you. <laughs>
3: Uh, Trying to kill me off, but it's not gonna uh, work. Not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my
1: first episode. First <laughs> oh,
3: no, <sorry. laughs> oh yeah. Uh, as far as
1: like uh, anything that I want to plug, I, I, I think I don't really have anything to plug right now, honestly. No, okay. uh, you can follow so, me on Twitter at mike mike mcgadigan, and uh, on Twitter is is cool though. I, I'm always happy to get more followers on there.
4: Cool. I, I'm not even aware of all the stuff that Mike is doing because he's always going to different shows. So he's just like wrapping. Really oh, yeah. yeah there many things can plug. But, <laughs> oh yeah, I've got nothing to plug. I just finished an award-winning show at the. Uh,
2: okay. Oh, <laughs> um, nothing worth mentioning.
4: <laughs> everything else I've done is Zelda and the UniBrowse, so that is the thing I would plug. It's uh, we have a YouTube channel uh, with a ton of videos. Um, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the normal stuff. We're on. We're on a digital download store in your neighborhood awesome great there you
0: go. perfect uh, and oh before i forget i need to give you guys a little bit more praise the end of episode three was probably the most mind-bending audio journey i've ever been oh. on that <laughs> was ridiculous like oh yep, ah, yep. gosh that was yep. impressive i don't want to ruin it for the listener but go check it out folks that you're gonna love it um and how about bren let's do our own plugs quick
2: uh we mentioned it the almost better than dragons podcast uh we got videos on our YouTube all that stuff you've heard it a thousand times before this is is for switchboard infinity we're not here to plug ourselves all right
0: true enough so yeah go check out switchboard infinity thanks so much for uh joining us tonight guys uh and we will see you guys next week
1: (gasps) all right thank you very much guys thank you